Welcome back to another fantabulous episode of My Own Worst Anime, starring me, Cody, Perfect Anime Opinions Wrestler, and Meg. <laughs> we can't both have perfect opinions. Meg, also pretty good opinions. <laughs> uh, Travis Vicious Taylor. I'm also the world's only rebuild of Evangelion liker. It's true. It's true. I, I have logged on. He's the Evangelion rebuild liker has logged on. And uh, Dakota, big muscle. I can't believe anime. Ooh, okay. I was uh, gonna say I was angry that you gave Travis vicious, but big muscle's fine. I'm okay big, with that too. Dakota, big big muscle anime liker. Uh, yeah, American. Basically jet. I'm basically yeah, jet. Dakota, basically jet. Uh, <laughs> like if you imagine him, that's basically what he looks like. Except both of his arms are as big as Jet's robot arm. Do you yeah, think Jet really has cool. to lift? Like has a really particular workout session, so his arm and leg are the same bulkiness as his robot arm and leg. Hmm. That's a lot. Also, of his pecs. His yeah, pecs also, have to be evened out. That must be really hard. Like you, you have you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, and they're like, okay, we're going to, have to give you a full half body transplant. We're just going to give you a regular sized person arm and leg. You're like, no, they need to be really fucking swole. I think <laughs> Jet is like, just I'm, I'm not going to cut my hair. Sorry, Meg, what? <laughs> no, he's just, Jet has always been swole. So they just like took a cast of his like, you know, blown just... up arm <laughs> and then just made it in metal obviously that's a lot of work once he's like yeah old. i love his pit viper sunglasses that he obviously <laughs> bought off of the facebook ads <laughs> i love jet just in general anyway today we're covering episode uh four and five of cowboy bebop gateway shuffle and battle of fallen angels uh the difference the difference in uh just like gravity of those two titles is awesome like saying yeah. gateway shuffle you're like oh what you do and it's then you're like battle of fallen angels you're like ooh. That's hardcore. We'll get into it, but Gateway Shuffle's actually really dark. <laughs> it is really dark. Um, so I we cold open on Gateway Shuffle with Faye floating in space, drinking like a little astronaut drink. I assume it's got like electrolytes in it, or maybe it's just water. It's tang. It is probably oh, tang, tang, tang or Capri Sun. <laughs> it's got the little orangutan on it. I was gonna say uh, for foreshadowing, did it have the monkey on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was incredible. And she has here salt, sugar chocolate and chicken and rice <laughs> a well-balanced meal yeah this is a very weird rations kit it sounds like it just came out of one mre and she's also out of space gas so she's just like floating through space trying to hitchhike and like is hailing every ship she passes she ends up seeing like a ship that looks like it got exploded just floating through space and she's like oh i'm gonna go check that out and we cut right to jet and spike going to like a i thought I wrote down that it was a spaceship, a rotating spaceship gas station, but it turns out it's a restaurant. Um, I think it's like a, a one-stop mall that also has like trendy restaurants and you can fuel up. It looks kind of fun. And Jet and Spike are like going out. It looks like they're like trying to have a good day at first. Uh, Spike like they have money. Lobster. Yeah, it, it, 
-hmm. it's weird because you're like we don't have they don't have any money and we quickly realize they're on the job and they're after some dude with a pompadour who doesn't really have a pompadour this future is like face-off mixed with that like mask technology from mission impossible where you can just like change your face to like literally anything yeah i was gonna ask if this was another plastic surgery scenario because i think jet's little gadget he was able to look at this guy for like what he used to look like i guess his really inconspicuous spectacles that uh, (laughs) can tell if you are uh different than what your face looks like yeah this guy uh went from being like five foot eight and very overweight and a completely different ethnicity to being white and giant and muscular and they're like oh plastic surgery well i mean the guy in the last episode got new bones that's true he did get like new bones and his arms and legs and became seven feet tall it makes me wonder if there's any better alternative for jet who's hunker carrying around his big hunky metal arm and leg you know probably Hmm. but he's just such an old-fashioned guy i'm giving a lot of hmms as if maybe that'll come up oh wow did i touch on something there maybe a little bit but uh, we have someone while while the bounty's sitting there, like living it up. And he's got like a bunch of ladies hanging off of him. Oh, real quick. Uh, so Spike is trying to order, and Jet tells him that uh, Sea Rat is the house specialty, but it's a status symbol and it tastes like shit. Spike orders the lobster, which is not the first time he or the last time he orders the lobster, and I cannot mm. wait for the next time he orders the lobster. Oh yeah, it's that like. Can- one of my favorite episodes and so while we're getting spike and jet hanging out like trying to go after this bounty we also have a scene of someone everyone keeps calling mom at a table and she's got these like four excuse me she's got these like four goofballs yeah like they seem very (laughs) innocent honestly they they're like oh we gotta go take out this guy i'm sorry do they specify why they want to kill this dude is it because he's loudly ordering sea rats Uh, yeah well he's just having like a normal conversation and then we hear him be like waiter where's my sauteed sea rat yeah so they get up and put on sea rat masks and I where were they hiding those because those wouldn't fit in your pocket so they just like walked into the restaurant with those under their arms yeah so they they do this and they put them on they're huge they're like mascot helmet size um i'm sorry yeah i always said that dead mouth five and I didn't realize it was anything else <laughs> until like three years after I probably said, oh, you know, Dead Mal 5. And someone finally said, who? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kind of blazing through this one because I really want to oh, talk we about. Got, we got stuff. We, we, wanna, we all want to get to the next one. Yeah. We got to eat our veggies before we get our dessert. <laughs> yeah. So. I have one more comment about the hats. Oh, I like how they have the seal tail. They're kind of cute. They're still perfectly balanced. These hats are huge. <laughs> They're adorable. I would maybe wear one if it were like at a theme park, just saying. Well, so mom and her four goofball sons confront the the bounty at his table. He's loudly ordering sea rats and they just kind of like monologue at him about how bad he is for wanting to eat him. And they're like, and they all pull out fucking like fully automatic guns out of nowhere. <laughs> and mom's mom just starts singing and dancing and her four sons shoot up the restaurant and kill everybody. It's like actually <laughs> horrifying. Okay, I have a it's question mom does she sing and dance in every combat sequence in this episode i think there's only two she does in both so the question is does she do that all the time which i think the answer is yes very peculiar yeah like she's dakota did you watch the subs of this yeah i did so i'm I'm almost scared to ask but did she have a feminine or a masculine coded voice in um it was feminine it was like old lady-ish which is why i called her i 
I think that she was an old lady. Old. Okay, yeah. that's that's all I want. Wanted to. I'm not going to dive any further on that one. But the English sub, she has like a weird transatlantic accent that actors had in like the 30s through 40s, where they you can't tell if they're like American or British because they're doing both at the same time. Hmm, she weird. tried to say a few French words too, although they yeah. were pronounced very poorly. I, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Yeah, but she said au revoir. It <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody reading it who didn't actually know what the word was. Yeah, I think she's like, think she might be singing like a French song or something. I meant to look it up and I didn't and I'm sorry, but none of it makes sense. So... Also, one more side note. She, her hair looks just, I don't know if you guys watch uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but her Not hair yet. looks just like Jotaro uh, Josuke's. So I guess I you can bet... just Google that and see. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, if someone can link Jotaro, because soon as a link in the chat okay, yeah, and I'll, I'll uh, keep going so did this anime character try out for jotaro like in anime acting because all these cartoons are just like they're, they're people who just trying to maybe jotaro is her son or something who knows <laughs> once you guys <laughs> get to the uh, crossover episode um with naruto and jojo is jojo a character in jojo is what uh, who? is joe isn't jo- there like five jojos oh yeah jojo. there's like a bunch of different generations of jojos these boys are incredibly chiseled and well dressed <laughs> <laughs> this is but a the lot. hair is okay we'll come back the hair is something <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> um so i wrote down oh fuck they all have guns and they kill everybody in the restaurant i think except for spike and jet they're pl- they throw down this like little holographic jingle explaining who they are and that they're the space warriors and it plays this like little jingle that's really jaunty over and we just get this like really creepy uh, I thought like actually pretty effective shot of all the corpses in the restaurant of the people who just got shot while it plays this like fun little jingle and they're like explaining who they are. And the space warriors are basically like eco-terrorists. And there's not a lot of subtlety or nuance to it. They're hmm. they're crazy people. Jet remembers that mom actually has a bounty for 25 million and Spike immediately is like, well, I'll go get her. And Jet also confirms, which I thought this was funny because I think this guy got shot like 30 times. Jet like goes to make sure the bounty's dead. He's full of holes. He's full of holes is what Jet says. <laughs> <laughs> and Spike actually captures her and her, her little four goons like leave her and they're obviously pretty upset, but it's obvious that they like have some sort of plan because she goes pretty willingly and is very cocky about it. We cut back to Faye finding a dude inside that like destroyed I thought it was a probe. I thought it was like a satellite I didn't realize that it was like part of a a ship or like a zip craft Faye like I guess hops in her spacesuit that I don't know where she keeps it in that little cockpit. She hops in her little spacesuit and goes over and checks on the guy and he's like you've got to get this briefcase to ISS in school suspension (laughs) ISCP ISCP in St. Clown Posse and then he dies. Um, He just literally goes like take this and he goes no, no, no. And then he goes, wait, don't open it. Okay. And Faye goes, oh, oh, beans. I can't wait to get back to my ship and open this. It, it was very considerate of him to die on time like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to waste your guys' time. Like, you know, I'm not going to get any characterization or anything. Here's a briefcase. Blip. Mm-hmm. Cut back to mom tied to a chair in the ship. Jet also walks into the room and opens a Coke onto his own face. Or I think that's Spike, actually. Spike does because. We'll find out in the next ep that Jet's more of a Pepsi guy. He's a pipoo. 
Pipu Cola. I'm glad I'm not the only person who wrote down Pipu Cola. Can't wait to crack open a nice cold Pipu. Crack open a cold Pipu with the boys. The bounty for the bounty for mom has been mysteriously canceled. So we kind of start. I thought she was like related to someone in government or was a government official at this point. No, those boys are just her boys are just like way more competent than they actually seem like they are. Because they just apparently immediately got in their ship and then blackmailed the government. I love that there's, th- I think there's three separate instances in the show where someone says, get the president on the line. <laughs> I read it every single time. Yes. We need the president of space. I'm trying my best, Mr. President. Yes. I love how on the browser, Jet has the death net index pulled up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the, the, the envisioning of what the internet was like in 98. I think when the show was made, it was very grungy. I mean, Murderpedia is a thing, so why not the Death Net? No one could have truly guessed just how stupid the internet would be in real life and in the future. Yeah, they could have gone way crazier. So they're like, she's like, oh, I guess you'll have to let me go. And we cut back again to Faye. Oh, wait, real oh, quick. We find out this woman's name is Twinkle Maria Murdoch. That's a hell of a name. I think that's like and her legal Christian name. Yeah, and then they just refer to her as Twinkle the rest of the app. Okay, so I guess I'll probably go back and forth between calling her mom and Twinkle. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Faye after uh, Twinkle is like, oh, you gotta let me go. Faye is in her spaceship. She took from the dead dude and just immediately opens it after the guy was like, don't open it. I have in my notes and I'd find out later I was wrong. I thought it was like some sort of nuclear battery. What did you guys think this was when she first opens it? It's this like little handheld size crystal. Oh, it looks like a vial to me. I thought it was a battery. Am I the only person who wasn't me like, oh, it's a vial? I, no, it reminded me of um, Mission Impossible again. Like the, uh, I think it was Mission Impossible 2. It was just, it seemed very, very bioweapon-y to me. That's what I thought it was, because you have the scene with the monkeys in the cages with the biohazard barrels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we cut to, after she looks at it, it does cut to monkeys wearing shirts in a lab. (laughs) Human-sized monkeys. Yeah. This gave me a very uh, 28 Days Later vibe. Oh, for sure, yeah. familiar with the movie. And honestly, I still hadn't put it together at this point. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't did. either. I was like, huh, weird. So <laughs> there's there's dudes in a hazmat suit putting something into it, like a freeze-dried container. And we we see the space warriors like huddled around a display talking to a politician. He promises that he will get Mama's bounty taken away and also protect the sea rats. They still seem really stupid because... They managed to pull all this off, but they still talk like, oh, geez, we gotta save Ma. Oh. Yeah, especially the one dude whose name is Harrison that Mom was very upset with. Oh, yeah, Harrison it reminds me wasn't of, so screwed. Oh, it reminds me of in Futurama, you know, Mom and her three, like, dumb it, kids. I, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's very <gasps> just like that. Is that a Cowboy Bebop reference? Because she has the same fucking hair and everything. Yeah, it must be. Maybe it is. Mm, I just realized a recurring that. character. And she's got the dress. Mom? Mom does? And she slaps all three of them all the time. And oh, like, that mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We... She's going to inject orphans with, uh, what is it, like sardine jeans? Because <laughs> sardines are extinct. Yeah. Anywho. Faye's just staring at it while it's floating in her spaceship. And she says, whatever it is, you can't eat it. And I'm starving. Which is a very Faye thing to say. Then 
Faye gets another ship that drives by her while she's out of space gas and she hails it and it is the bebop and there's actually this like pretty fun little interaction where she's like putting on her best what i thought was like her best like hey i'm a sexy stranded space yeah, cowgirl sure. uh, she's got like this tone of she's basically like hitched out a hip and like tied her shirt up at her bra with her voice yes yeah I, like I like, like daisy like daisy duke on the side like, of a road trying like to the old shot know. of where they stick out one leg and the camera like pans up the leg Do you, does anyone know what i'm and talking about one thumb out yes yeah. and you flick your hair back once it gets to your face mm-hmm. yeah it's that but exclusively with her voice and when they don't answer she just immediately starts yelling at them um, <laughs> which is actually pretty funny she's like and fine spike has a pretty hilarious face too spike and Jet, like, oh, he yeah. knows exactly who it is they both look so pleased with with themselves after she's like i think we just get a title cut of her like yelling because she doesn't know who it is and that they're fucking with her oh no it uh the bebop comes up over like the horizon and she sees that it's the bebop and she just is like so mad she like starts up in her seat smacks her head against the roof oh, and yeah. then i think literally face palms i think she does she she knows we we cut back to Faye, who is i'm gonna be honest pretty evocatively handcuffed yeah for on sure. the bebop like the camera's definitely like check this shit out and i was like do you oh, see what geez. we did here yeah i was a little like well come on yeah a little like okay. uh, there's a major scene me, like that who's really grossed country. out by her outfit yet again who is that'd be me oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't get any better. She does not get a new outfit. No, Ever. she gets an even worse outfit the next episode. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy the reveal that apparently Faye's just stole a bunch of random garbage over the past month or two since they've last run into her. Yeah, oh, that's all the money I thought she that, spent. Yeah, that's what I thought. She's been buying like Gucci handbags oh, and like yeah, you're Tom right. Ford fragrances and shit. So she just yeah. like, I was wondering. I was wondering what she did with all that money, and then it got explained that she bought clothes with it. Oh, I missed that. So yeah, she just spent it all, which is funny. And then also gambled a lot of it away i mean it happens i guess yeah they're they're not upset with her about or they are kind of upset with her about that because (laughs) that was originally their bounty money and she just flew away and stole it i think in the very last episode is that right yeah so and then i just have written down here that some guy is trying to get in touch with the president because i think we cut back to this guy being like i gotta get the president on the line uh-huh. also the, the music the music that starts playing after the break is very like donkey kong sounding <laughs> and it doesn't make sense until later like a little bit later um, oh yeah, yeah fair so spike or we find the government is trying to like find mom and we don't know why but there's like a little space cop ships flying around just looking for her. spike begins trying to he tries to open the the vial from the briefcase with his bare hands by twisting it like a child safety lock pill bottle <laughs> and it, which is very stressful but we don't quite know what it does yet i thought like maybe it explode or something and jet gets a call from the insane clown posse or the cops because he has a contact named Bob. And Bob called Jet, and he's the one who called Jet. And he's looking at porn while he calls Jet. Like, <laughs> an old magazine. He's just like, he's. I think he's. he just seems like one of those, like, oh, I'm just reading the articles. He's staring work, at, like, you know. one... He's staring at one page one picture of a naked lady and just like staring he's like sweating too i don't know if anyone else noticed (laughs) how sweaty he was like i'm really glad that the camera never shows us like what's below his waist he definitely didn't have pants on while he called shit i'm pretty sure his dick is out and there's also like another like porn i was gonna say pinup but she's literally naked that he has like scotch taped to his monitor nice he must have an important phone number like on that picture and it was just scratch paper laying around yeah (laughs) i never since he's at work and everything 
Mm-hmm. We find out that Bob owes Jed a favor. So Jed's like, come on, tell me what's going on. Why do you lose this bounty? And we see Spike in the background and he's now kicking the thing that... So Bob's like talking about how they've developed this bomb with a virus that only targets humans and won't hurt animals. And while he's talking about this, Spike's in the background kicking it over and over trying to get it to open because Spike <laughs> is kind of a dumbass. <laughs> actually, I think it's actually pretty effective comedy because we know they're not going to die, but it kind of cements that Spike's not the sharpest tool in the shed. But is he? <laughs> Mom's poker face while she's watching Spike try and break this open is honestly pretty good for the most part. Like, yeah, I, I kept working out silently. I kept uh, wondering why she didn't just say something because, so like, this... if it exploded, she would have got hit too. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Also, we um, Bob tells us what this virus is called. It's yeah. called monkey business. <laughs> which... Oh my god. If I got to name this, I would probably call it Brass Monkey. What about you guys? How does Brass Monkey go, Travis? You want to get one of those, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dakota, were you going to hit us with your I monkey just virus? Probably just, I, I would probably just label it, uh, this weapon turns people into monkeys. Because it needs to be descriptive. <laughs> we you don't want to just find catchy, that. But... It is informative. Yeah. So Spike's apparently like, I've had enough of this. I have to know what's in here. And he decides he's just going to shoot it open. So then Bob is like, hey, no, you really got to let mom go. And the space warriors like pull up next to them and they give her give her away. Right. Uh, no. Well, actually, I, I skipped Spike shoots it, but the he breaks like the casing around the canister, but not the vial. So right. we basically just by pure luck, Spike doesn't kill everyone on the bebop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Spike has some kind of power of luck because every like, episode uh, he's done something insanely lucky. If Spike was a Fallout character, I don't. Does the scale of one to ten in Fallout? Yeah. I think his luck would be ten and his dexterity would be ten, and everything else would be like a one or a two. <laughs> so they they let Mom go back to the Space Warriors, Miss Twinkle, and the government's looking for her in this like asteroid field or like ship graveyard, the wasteland sector. Yeah, and honestly, Mom is so far the most effective villain that's been in an episode. Like most of the villains are kind of goofballs because she actually tricks the cops into going to this graveyard and they fly out like a decoy ship and blow it up and take out a bunch of cops. And things from here escalate really quickly because uh, we, we see Jet and Spike and they're kind of pouting and waiting at the jump gate on the ship to leave like i guess like merge onto the space highway and they get a call from bob who's all panicked and not looking at porn anymore he has finally broke like his one thing that he's looking at <laughs> he, i think he's just like done he he finished oh, oh. <laughs> sorry bob finishes and he's like okay i gotta call jet and he calls jet to tell them that they're giving a live broadcast the space warriors are giving a live broadcast and they tune in and it's basically a, a huge speech mom gives about nonsense about the environment which is like they're they're like so absurdly evil and over the top it's like hard to even have a conversation about it but she this is i think when she blows up the huge ship and takes out a bunch of cops and we get the explicit explanation that the virus doesn't kill people it turns them into monkeys she's used her own son who super screwed Harrison. up and i think he Harrison might actually have been a mole because bob mentions that they had a mole but they lost him so i'm thinking maybe that he accidentally like lets some info slip so she turns her own son into a monkey 
on camera, blows up a shit ton of cops, and Faye has gotten out of her handcuffs by handcuffing Ayn's collar. Oh, poor Ayn. He looks so sad. I, when they cut that the was Ayn so hand. inhumane. I hated that. Got, yeah, she lost like some, a two-inch uh, leash. She lost some good good girl points from that. Um, I guess because he got her caught last time? Yeah, because he barked at her. Uh, <laughs> but poor Ayn. So Ayn's really good. I just wanted to re-, re Like, every time we get Ayn, it's like just enough from like, oh, look at him. He's got cute little boots. He's got, he's got his little, little fuzzy but he's so small. Oh, his little pants. He's got his little They're dog so fur pants. Um, and needless to say, after mom blows up a bunch of cops and it's like, I'm going to shoot my monkey missile at everybody, her ransom gets reinstated. Bike and Jet have to save Gan- Gamamede, which Ganymede. is Ganymede, which is a moon near Jupiter mm-hmm. that I guess has a city on it. And they're like, well, time to save the day. Jet or Spike hops into his the Stingray. And it's like, I'll go shoot down that missile. We're going to make a bunch of money. And the song Too Good to Be Bad kicks in. And it's oh, pretty it's so good. good. <laughs> There's a lot of songs I'm going to want ever, us to listen to for like 30 seconds in the next one. So I'm not going to do that now. Yeah, that song kicks in. It's a banger. And Spike. Okay. At first, I was worried that I was wrong because I kept saying there was no laser beams in Cowboy Bebop. And it looks like Spike shoots a giant cannon that's a laser beam on a spaceship. But... Yeah, it was um, it was like an arc, like like an arc of lightning almost. Because there was yes, like that's what I thought it lightning like. jumping off of it. So I looked it up and it is not a laser. It is a rail gun. So it is like a, it's like a big bolt of is a giant bolt of lightning that he shoots from his ship. Oh, cool. And it's apparently like the distinguishing feature of the Stingray. I guess in like some like making up Cowboy Bebop stuff. It's like he has like a very old ship that he's retrofitted with this like one really good piece of weaponry that lets him fight like ships that are way nicer because he can basically one shot them if he gets one good shot in. Mm-hmm. It's like um, a stingray's tail. Also, yeah, it's like a stingray's tail. Whoa. And most importantly, we weren't wrong. And we weren't wrong because <laughs> if we're going to be pedantic about it, it wasn't a laser. It was lightning. Um, And that's the important thing. So he shoots the he shoots the rail gun not a laser, at the missile, and it turns into, like, ten missiles, maybe? Well, he kills two of them. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's, there's one left. Okay, and he's like, oh, I'm all out laser lightning juice. Faye calls him and is like, hey, I'll help you take out the last missile. We actually get a pretty good thing where she says, like, I'll take 80% of the bounty, and he says, uh, no, we can split, like, 60-40 final offer, and she says, deal, uh, I'll take the 60. And just yes. like, yeah, sure, whatever, we're all about to die. So Faye, like, cocks two shotguns on her ship, and it's actually kind of cool, mm-hmm. and she down the last missile and then that missile splits into like a million a missiles. Bajillion. Yeah, like an ins- absurd amount. And they're also now behind Jet and Faye. Or I'm sorry, Spike and Faye. And I don't know how that happened. Did I miss this need? Well, so they're they're in front of them and then they hear Jet gets a call from Bob and he's like, Hey man, the government of Ganymede knows what's up and they've decided to close the hyper gate. So you guys sorry. didn't need to do this at all, really. <laughs> You're, you're literally yeah. going to get turned into, like, matter in a different dimension if you don't get out of there. And so the, both of them whip around and are racing to go out the, to go back out the same part of the gate that they came in from. So now all the missiles are behind them. Yeah, and phase ship turns on a dime. She just, like, immediately stopped and went back it was like insane mm-hmm. outside matter, of the it's cool the, the stingray railgun do you guys get the impression phase ship is actually a little nicer than spikes or is it just me totally it yeah. seems i think more modern yeah and i think it was like meant to be like a little bit of like a combat maneuvering ship whereas the stingray is like retrofitted with 
weapons it feels like so maybe it was like more of just like an exploratory vehicle um we do get a line though where spike says he needs help shooting these down and jet says that none of the weapons are online so i guess the bebop does have some weapons i don't think we've ever seen the bebop actually shoot at anything oh real quick i noticed that the bebop has a ceiling fan in their main <laughs> living room compartment i thought that was very interesting because there's like i don't know five or six shots in the next between this episode and the next one where they show that ceiling fan i actually think there's a lot of shots of people staring up at the ceiling fan in the i was gonna say i think that's what they do to to pass the time <laughs> just stare, just stare at, the at the ceiling, ceiling fan. Oh, just curious because i didn't know if that was like a modern uh spaceship amenity i think their spaceship is like maybe one i get the impression it's like one of the first models that was capable of actually like living in it feels very old and bad. Bike and Faye are running away from these missiles and they get through the warp gate just in time because, of course, they do. And then we get this shot of uh, like an after image of the missiles going through them. And Jet explains someone else. I it was I didn't write it down. It's very weird. Someone... OK, well, when you're in high school, you're uh-huh. supposed to learn about the way physics work in definitely uh, totally space happened. in hyperspace. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Faye must not have paid attention in high school physics class because she freaks out. <gasps> did she not pay attention or did they not teach that to her in physics? <laughs> it depends. Was she going to, I guess, community high school on Mars or was she going like to <laughs> asteroid 1A? Asteroid or... Unless... No, don't say anything. I just, uh, okay, go ahead. Anyhow. Travis, explain the physics that totally are real and make sense. Man, that's that's the best I got. I, I had kind of the same uh, reaction Faye did. I didn't pay attention in high school physics either. They He <laughs> says that they can't interact with matter because it's on a different plane of existence, but you can still see it because it got trapped in warp space. Yeah. But how very dad of Jet to bring that up and to sculpt her. <laughs> and then mom is freaking out, Miss Twinkle. And she has like a crazy lazy eye now. Yeah, her face turns I, I really like that. creepy. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Spike put the vial of poison in her pocket when she left the ship. And their ship kind of like the engine sputter a little bit and she lurches forward and falls out of her pocket and and shatters and everyone in the ship dies and that's it right I, well, and, they're they're monkeys. and then Faye's like well we'll get them next time anyways i'm gonna go take a shower and then jets just is like i have no opinion on this and spike's like oh yes no he says uh-uh. that's my favorite jet line i don't know and i have no opinion <laughs> i will definitely be using that in the future that is going in my <laughs> repertoire of quick access uh, oh, yeah. responses. Um, Jet has big dad energy, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Spike's like, no, that's my shower. That's my shower my hot water. I'm going to go tell her she can't. And he gets up and Jet's like, mm-mm. And you just hear a gun go off like three or four times. If if there was not fun, jaunty music and Jet making like a, <laughs> what are you going to do face? I'd be like, I guess Spike's dead. This is the end of the show. <laughs> well, Jet goes, bad moves, Spiko. And I think luckily that's the only time he ever says that. It does not, cause... Spiko does not become a reoccurring pet name. Um, and that is the end of Gateway Shuffle, an episode that I think is okay, but pales in comparison to uh, the episode that it follows. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was fine. I think I like it. It's probably my least favorite episode we've watched so far. Yeah, I didn't like this one. I'll just be straightforward about no. it. I didn't like it. I didn't care. Yeah, it's it's one of the weaker episodes. It's probably bottom three for me. Um, but the next one is my favorite. Uh, so Meg, how did you feel about Gateway Show? There's some like really individual good shots and like some good character building. And I'm so glad that like Faye joining the team is just her being like, 
well, fuck, I still don't really have any fuel, and I'm still hungry, and you guys got food, so I'm gonna chill. Also, you have hot water, which is how I pick um, groups I'm gonna join so yeah a good good because we get another member of the group added uh which actually takes a long time that. yeah but besides that pretty <laughs> weak dakota do you have a dissenting opinion um no i i liked it when i watched it but then when i watched the fifth episode i was like man that fourth one was nothing in comparison to this mm-hmm. i really like the i like the physics part of it like the it, you can get very star trekky with it i think with like the the warps and the gates and everything um but I don't think that's what Cowboy Bebop is specifically about. So they don't have to be super love, accurate with it. Yeah, I absolutely love the entire scene of them trying to chase down those missiles in the hypergate. And like mm-hmm. the edge of the wing of the stingray is kind of like bumping into the hyperspace wall. Yeah. And they're really like struggling in this like tiny little tube to maneuver. And like, and- how are they broadcasting from hyperspace? Like, aren't they in a different dimension or something? Apparently. Whatever. It's, well, it's I guess a- if you can see matter, then light is also still traveling because the light's (laughs) reflecting off of the missiles so you can see them so i guess if light waves maybe sound waves can go through too yeah radio waves sure definitely i just pushed my glasses up on the bridge of my nose does that mean i'm right i mean yeah if we're going based off the theory of time being a flat circle uh do you guys want to take a quick break and then hop into battle of fallen angels yes i'm so ready and we're back and now we are talking about episode five of Cowboy Bebop, a ball, ball, ballad of fallen angels. <laughs> ballad. Oh, geez. That's okay, because I wrote, wrote down ballad of fallen well, angels. Well, Spike can be your so. angle or he can be your demon. <laughs> uh this episode rules i'm just gonna go ahead and get that one out there i love this episode a lot i think it's the first time uh when people tell you like you need to watch cowboy bebop and it's like really good this is the first episode where like i sound like oh okay i get it now because up until then i'm kind of like this is pretty cool but i think this is the first episode that i'm like oh wow this is legitimately nothing like any other anime i've seen um, it's very plot heavy. It yeah, seems. for Cowboy Bebop especially. Oh, so plot heavy. Um, we open on a dude like pricking his finger and signing a blood oath. Oath? I'm I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> to I said that he, it was some goofball in shades, but I think he's a member of a crime syndicate. They, <laughs> they both, both are, are different ones. Um, I like. Oh, okay. I like I that these that. guys sign official documents for their illegal crime activities. Like they would be binding in any way. Like you could sue. I mean, like in Japan, <laughs> the, the in Japan the yakuza is very uh orderly Litigious. and businesslike. I've, so. hey, I've played Yakuza Zero, Kiwami One, and Six, so I know a thing or two about yakuza oh i thought they just like owned dance clubs and ate yakitori and you also uh, sing sang karaoke karaoke songs about your granddaughter run a cat cafe um (laughs) it's it's it seems pretty fun actually i wish i was in the yakuza it feels like being in those games (laughs) um and smash people to death with bicycles in the middle of the street oh geez so they're talking about like oh you should try this restaurant after our meeting um and the guy says it's to die for so to speak which is hilariously heavy-handed he leaves this dude who this older gentleman who signed this pact with shades guy watches their ship fly away and he says uh thank god i can finally relax take a little breather and immediately gets mugged in the spaceship with his ally who's flying away explodes and he has a- i like how like two seconds ago he said no more betrayal no more betrayal <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he done gets And the spaceship betrayed. explodes and there's a knife to his throat literally one second after he does all this. And then I wrote... Wait, wait. Is it a knife or is it a katana? So Vicious has his Woo! own stupid gang that I hate. So I wrote these stupid fucking swords. And then after that I wrote this stupid <laughs> bird. <laughs> um... And so we all, all of which you are wrong. On, so vicious, I I agree. Vicious walks in for the first time. He's wearing a long black trench coat, has a bird on his shoulder, and is carrying a katana. And I hate. I him. have that he has, he has some very Tamura Shigaraki energy. <laughs> he reminds me of one of the villains from My Hero Academia. I just I hate the bird, the bird is so is annoying. Sounds like a pterodactyl. So Dakota and what Travis, kind of bird is that? Immediate the bird he has. Yeah, it's like an all I, I couldn't tell if it was a vulture or a crow or what. It's a very ugly bird. So yeah. Travis and Dakota first initial impression of Vicious as he makes his first appearance in the show. Dakota, you take it away. Okay, he reminded me immediately of Alucard from Castlevania because the hair and the, the tallness and the trench coat and the sword. He reminds me of Sephiroth um, from Final Fantasy VII, so a big dork <laughs> who sucks. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I like that he doesn't really do... Well, he didn't do like the dirty work because he has goons to do that for him. Um, I don't know. Not a lot happened in his introduction, I think. Uh, how about his character design? Do you think he looks cool? He's very anime. He's definitely a bad guy. I like him. I think Vicious is the most anime-looking character in the whole show up to this point. He looks like he walked in from a different show. Um, Yeah, definitely. And he has his goons with their katanas slash this guy's neck open. And somehow after this guy gets his throat slashed open, he says, uh, if Spike were here, you'd have never done this. (laughs) And And that makes Vicious smile. Yeah, (laughs) because we're like, oh shit. Uh, So this is basically hard confirmation Spike was in the Red... Is it the Red Dragon Syndicate? Yeah, Spike was a criminal before he was a bounty hunter. So kind of like... So right there, you know that he has a history with Spike. Which, unassuming, you wouldn't pick up on that unless they fed you that. Right, because up until this point, we've not really gotten a lot of backstory on any of our main cast. And we cut to Jet and Spike playing cards on the Bebop. Or they're trying to, but Jet doesn't really want to play. It's very tense. Yeah. This is a very yeah tense I was going to say, there's a lot of tension between the two of them that we, like, haven't seen yeah, before. Yeah, they're getting their first argument. Yeah, what's that? What's that? It, there's, like, tension immediately. What is that from? Um, well, that the bounty for um, Mal is already up on oh, the right. uh, screen. And he's, like, big. He's big news. And Jet knows that there's something else going on. And Spike is, like, super gung-ho about it. And Jet has a really bad feeling. And he's, like... I don't like this, and I don't like how you're just ready to to go without thinking about this. Do you know something I don't know? Spike's never really gung-ho. Yeah, he's... Uh, At least we haven't seen him like that up until now. Yeah, this is the first time he seems really excited for a job, because he's usually very aloof about everything. Well, is he excited, or is he, like, um, I don't know, just interested? I guess interested. Like, he's, he's like, determined. He's not excited, like, going to Disney World. Excited. No, I feel like if he were just interested, he'd be wanting to dig more into it and create a plan because they always have a plan, even if they're like, you know, made of like glass and chewing gum, there's always a plan. And with this, he just wants to like go. Mm -hmm. So we also get like arguing and then Spike very awkwardly asks Jet how his how he lost his arm which i actually think is surprising because i get the impression these guys have been together for a couple of years and apparently spike's never asked that before well i think it's that so jet basically is like you're not telling me something and i don't like it and then spike's like you never tell me about your past you don't need to be digging into mine and then we know we realize that like both of them have a bunch of shit 
that they don't want to talk about and they both know that and so that neither of them talks about it. So Faye comes back at this point in the middle of their argument from shopping and we see the we kind of get like a camera angle that shows in case I guess anyone hasn't put together by now that Mal is the bounty and he's already dead even though our characters don't know that yet, uh, because we see his face on the computer that Jet uses in the living room, which I like that Jet uses his laptop in the communal area, because of course you would. And Spike kind of like storms off to go after Mal anyway, even though Jet is like, I'm not going back you up on this one. It's too dangerous. We just shouldn't do it. And Spike's like, well, here I go. Uh, and he storms off on the stingray. And I like how Faye's like, hey, we're supposed to be a team. Why are you guys telling me like anything? And they're both like, shut up they both <laughs> she calls them both they babies. are both being babies which they're both very yeah they're throwing tantrums which i actually i wrote down for the last episode one of the last things Faye says is uh for episode four she says um for tough guys you got you sure complain a lot <laughs> to the two of them which is honestly <laughs> true uh spikes takes an angry drive and puts on some like night ranger or something presumably very lame uh, to listen to as he drives jet storms off to go work on his bonsai someone calls jet's personal computer and he's like oh jet i, I i've got something big but Faye is the only one in the room when it happens we don't see how but she somehow gets a bunch of inform like the information on this event and knows where mal's going to be from this call even though she's not jet and I thought it was like a invitation to a video call. But I guess it's like a video. He just like emailed him a video with a bunch of information in it. That's how I send classified yeah. information. And we get a shot. We just kind of like smash cut to Faye landing her zip craft uh, pretty hilariously, like in a parking spot that's definitely not meant for spaceships. She's like slams it into a car parking spot and she's at like some sort of gala it looks like i think later it's yeah well that's where you pull up for a valet to go park your car the only time you. i've had valet parking was when we ate that restaurant in maui and i was really freaked out and he was like i'm gonna take your car i know you're like do i do i stay do i give you that like, get... okay so i get in the car pay. and you get in the passenger seat and tell me where the parking is <laughs> and then we walk back together holding hands. i don't know what we're supposed to do so I don't get lost. Just a tip yeah too. i give you ten dollars for keeping me company while i park the car so Faye walks in and hands the valet the key and tells him to park her zip craft which is pretty funny because i don't think regular people know how to fly spaceships since cars are like still a thing Faye she... passes her uh charisma check here too oh yeah definitely oh so much yeah so she poses as mao's girlfriend and is basically like you don't want to make him mad do oh yeah you? she's super bluffed her way she doesn't have a ticket mm -hmm. it's pretty cool honestly like i feel like everyone the the three member like the well layer four members of the bebop all combined to make one regular anime protagonist like they're all good at like a couple of things and then horrible at everything else so like if Faye was a follow character her like speech related abilities would be super high and maybe like her intelligence and then everything else would be very low actually she's a really good fighter it just doesn't come up a lot she's great at fighting her luck is her very luck is low. zero she's got like the opposite of spike and we get a cut we cut to jet cracking open a pipu soda <laughs> good old pipu i laughed out loud literally when i saw like pipu soda and it's very clearly pepsi <laughs> yeah uh, and jet 
is trying to decrypt something that got sent to him. I'm not really sure what it is. He's the decryption Honestly, but he does master. go, don't worry, I'm the decryption he... master. Well, yeah, and he's bragging to Ayn. Well, Ayn can understand English. <laughs> I'm not, I'm 90% sure Ayn can understand English. Oh, yeah, I think Ayn totally. Can talk. Also, Jet, wasn't Jet using that decryption thing that they stole? Didn't they keep that? Ooh. No, they go to the, they go to the casino and use it. Oh, you're right. That was, that was stupid. He could have used it well, right Well, it's now. a key, it's a key. It wasn't the program. It was the key to the program. Oh god, you're right. So Whatever. they literally go and spend it like Jets. it's one dollar. Yeah, because it's useless. Mm -hmm. Uh Jet describes himself as the decryption master. Does anyone know what he's decrypting? So he's looking into the bounty to see if it's real or not. Okay. Uh to see like if it was actually put up by the government. And he finds out that the bounty is real, but there's a lot of other shit that's been hidden behind it. And so he's looking into like all of that. Uh so Jet's Jet's looking into the bounty and he's the decryption master. Um, ironically, uh, I think Ayn would actually be better at this if he had thumbs. There's an episode that's really bad and incredibly racist, but the only good part about it is it reveals that Ayn is a genius. And it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that Super. later. It's weird. Yeah. Spoilers. He talks to a cow. Uh, I can talk to animals like Eliza Thornberry. Yeah, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Or Eliza Thornberry talks to animals like Ayn. You're right. It came out after. Maybe when did, hold on. When did Eliza Thornberry come out? Wild Thornberries. You mean Wild Thornberries, right? Is that what it was called? Eliza. Oh, you just said oh. the name of the character. Yeah, when did Wild Thornberries come I'm out? Being My being only memory of that show is the dad. <laughs> Smashing. Amazing voice. Nigel. Um, it came out in September 1998, but oh, Cowboy Bebop did also didn't it i think or like, wow yeah, at the same time. honestly it could be either one mm. one of them definitely ripped each other off i don't think this is a coincidence <laughs> how deep does this go um all right anyways. so anyway uh faye walks into the opera and it's playing like a this guy's doing a really solid rendition of is it pronounced ave maria i've heard it before <laughs> it's Ave Maria. Um, I'm not very cultured. Yeah, it's like, I think it's pretty good. I actually, I was honestly just proud of myself. I knew what song it was like just from hearing it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy. And it was a good, it was a good rendition. Yeah. It, it was, was very, it set the, I think it set the tone for even the rest of the episode. It was kind of a uh, dramatic. Yeah. And, um, yeah. they actually recorded. Oh, do you I'm guys, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, do you guys know what Ave Maria is about? No. Um, no. It is, uh, it was written by, uh, Franz Schubert. And it is part of a uh, production of The Lady in the Lake. And it's actually the main heroine. And uh, there's a big war that's about to happen. And she's praying to Mary for protection for all these people that she cares about that are basically walking into death. Mm, interesting. The, yes. I was also just going to say uh, that this is, from what I read, is actually a original recording for the show of the song so like they actually brought someone damn. in to do a rendition of it they actually got like an opera singer that's crazy damn and Faye's plan kind of backfires like she walks in the room and they're basically like oh we know you're some sort of bounty hunter or something uh step into this room we have a bunch of guns on you and they sit her down next to mal who we don't really get a good shot of just yet um so Faye's been captured by the syndicate and we cut two two kids in a gas station stealing nudie mags. <laughs> These kids are These so kids bad. Suck. There's so many nudie mags in this uh, universe. Or, and none you know. of us wrapped in plastic. And also that the internet exists. The least realistic part, more than like data dogs or anything, is that there's still physical porn. That print media has print survived? Print porn specifically. <laughs> they were so innocent in 1998. Yeah, they they had no idea. 
what we would do. <laughs> they didn't know how how bad how bad things would be. <laughs> These two kids, uh, the woman running the gas station is basically like, oh, damn it, you kids. And they run out and one of them bumps into Spike and Spike, and the kid calls Spike a dumbass, but Spike has already slate of handed the porn magazine away from him and is like playing keep away with the porn magazine and the gas station attendant. He seems really into he's it He's definitely too. like taking like, a I mean, look. He looks like, like a fucking so she has like gotten one of the other kids and she has him like in a headlock so this kid is just like covered in boob sweat those two kids both get put in headlocks by this uh rough looking gas station attendant woman and honestly they both seem a little into it yeah they both give each other a look and it's like wait where is this yeah going? they're both like whoa because they got the, yeah her, her her boobs are pushed up on them um spike goes annie and apparently, so Annie, like, you know, Jar Jar Binks, um, she says, oh, uh, God. Misa's so happy to see you, Spike. Make some prequel, Misa, go home. Uh, so Jar Jar's there. I'm just kidding. Um, so Annie invites Spike back to the gas station and, like, closes up shop. And she tells Spike that she thought he was dead, which I think is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, we kind of get... And I'm curious what you guys think about this. Uh, Dakota and Travis. Well, she's like insistent that he is dead. And he's like, well, I'm back. And she's like, nope, you died three years ago. Did you guys take anything away from the fact that apparently everyone from Spike's past thinks he's dead until today? I'll, I'll get to what I think uh, just in a little a sure. few minutes. Uh, Dak- uh, same. Okay. Yeah, there's there's more later. Yeah. Um, oh, there's so Yeah. Much. So Meg, like you said, he says, I'm alive. And she says, no, you're not. You died three years ago. Okay, I've got a question. As someone who hasn't seen this before, there's a picture that she has, and I don't know who the people in the picture are, other than her. It's her, Mal, and a man who I assume is probably her husband. Okay. Who might have been a work proximity associate of Spike's, perhaps? Seems like he may be deceased, but that's yeah, just me thinking. I think... Yeah. I mean, she runs a 7 I was going to say, yeah, she went from being, like, the wife of a mobster, or maybe a mobster, and that was her husband. She seems pretty tough. She might have been the one in the syndicate. By the way, he's... Oh, yeah. Annie's I badass. actually like Annie a lot, and I wish she was in the show more. I really enjoyed the scene with her. Um, And they're just sitting there, like... I think she does like five shots of hard liquor during this conversation. She drinks almost the whole it's bottle. It's pretty intense. Yeah, she's just drinking she's malt liquor. It. She's very clearly like shaken up from Spike. Walking back into her life, literally. And we, while they're talking about this, we cut back to Faye singing the, singing in the booth at the opera house. And she gets sat down next to Mal, who is a corpse. And there's just like blood everywhere. And it's honestly pretty creepy looking. Yeah. Oh, super because you they moved him. They took him out of his like office building and like sat him down in the box, I think is a trap. Like I think they were waiting for Spike actually, but they got her instead. Uh, and the opera guy finishes a song and we get his, he raises his hand up into the air and it's a pretty good shot. And also looks like the opening to an anime intro as he raises yeah. his hand towards the sky. Vicious walks in and starts monologuing. And I have your trim. Trembling. Um, I have written here Vicious is lame. And he says Whoops, I, I you, have uh, written here Vicious is very <laughs> Yeah, you misspelled that, Cody. <laughs> oh sorry, it's a typo. It actually says Vicious is really cool and not a dork. So Faye says, Tell me, who are you? And then Vicious gives a one word reply. She goes <laughs> vicious <laughs> oh it doesn't even make oh yeah she didn't so even cool. say what are and you and then <laughs> it's the worst i hate it 
He said his name, and then there's applause from the crowd, which is, like, perfect. I wrote here, boo. So Vicious says his name. He goes, Vicious. And then there's the long pause, and then we get the title break. Is that right? Does anyone have anything different? Uh, yes. So at this I point, so. genuinely, are Dakota and Travis, are you still like, Vicious seems like a real cool cucumber? I mean, yeah, um, he's pretty cool. But first, before we get the title card, we get... Uh, and it's it's out of context extremely here. There's a quick like frame of a stained glass window, which we will be going to that location soon. But I just noticed it caught me off guard, and I wrote it down the first oh, time yeah. I saw it. Oh yeah, it's a good note. Mm-hmm. And I was good like, catch. I was like, whoa, whoa, what's this? Why is this important? Mm-hmm. So we we come back from the title card sequence, and we get Annie's giving Gun a spot. <laughs> is I was about to say he's giving Gun a spike. Is giving Spike a gun? <laughs> I wrote. Um, 7-Eleven closed, armory open. Yes, definitely. She gives Spike a gun and a huge box of ammo. Tells Spike that she really doesn't want him to go after Vicious. Like, there's basically no point. He could just leave. Like, no one except her knows that he's even alive. She also reveals that Mao had been looking for Spike because he was convinced that Spike was still alive. Yes. And that kind of, like twinges a little bit kind of like hurt spike's heart just a smidge was mal, mal was was mal friends with spike i think he might have been like his boss so was, slash dude that okay kind of i thought she was he was looking for him because he wanted to kill him but was it because they were like spike can't be dead no he's our bud mm-hmm. yeah and then he he fought he finishes the last drink for annie's husband because i think no for, mal. for mal yeah for mal, because yeah. annie's had like seven shots of liquor and i would literally be dead at this point <laughs> also side note the gun that annie gives uh spike i think is a ruger because it has a little uh bird symbol on the side probably right at some point it shows that a lot of the guns in this are just like guns from modern day or even like older it seems like it's really hard to find modern weaponry in this universe Mm -hmm. annie get your gun so yeah the syndicate thinks spike's dead Spike goes back to the Bebop, and he gets a gun and some grenades out of a brown paper bag in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I keep all my grenades. So Spike gets his, his guns and his grenades out of the fridge. I have a hard time believing no one have ever looked in the brown paper bag as hungry as everyone always is in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I mean, they probably did. Given this yeah, crew, but... they're probably just like, ah, there's just, there's some, just some grenades in the fridge. Yeah. Some sort of weird They probably checked it just in case, though. Yeah. De- Someone's definitely oh, yeah. disappointed it was just grenades, but maybe they weren't that surprised. See, I would look like into, I'd kind of move them around a bit to make sure nobody was hiding like a chocolate bar underneath their grenades. Oh, that's a good sneaky tag. That's the best. That's, the that's best what I would spot. do. Mm-hmm. At this point, Jet Jet walks in while Spike's getting his, his fridge grenades, and he tells Spike that Mal's already been killed. There's no more bounty, so there's really no reason for Spike to even go go confront the syndicate if you think about it. Yeah, he's it's like, a it's obviously a trap. Uh, it's a trap. Uh, a little OT trilogy joke there for you. Mm-hmm. And Spike says, uh, and I think Jess, like, why would you even want to do this? And Spike says that he doesn't want to do this, but his past is catching up to him. Spike is a dork. Spike, no, Spike's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, leave me alone. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love Spike. Jet tells him that Faye went looking for Mao. He also tries to to basically tell, like, give him like a little like um, anecdote about his arm and how he ended up with his arm to try and get him to stop. I really thought he was going to explain how he lost his arm for real. Does we get he? a whole episode yeah. about it oh, later. Wow. Okay. Everyone's backstories so, get explained yeah. eventually. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that one now. It's good. It's good. So 
we we cut back to Faye, who is handcuffed with her arms above her head. Um, again for like the fourth time in the show, yeah. someone extremely provocative. Someone who was like the lead animator, like had a very particular like fetish, or he only had this like one model, and he just kept going back to it because was all he knew how to draw or something. But uh, yeah. He was like, 24 frames a second? Heck yeah, I'm going to make boobs jiggle over and there over again. There is a again. lot of phase boobs jiggling in this episode. Um, I think that... Yeah, there's a slight breeze. I think it's the only they time jiggle. it happens in the whole show, but it happens so much in this episode that... It's enough for a lifetime. Faye somehow manages to call Spike until he and Jet... No, the uh, Vicious is oh, like okay. set up the call. So she's like, yeah, I'm taken hostage. If you guys don't come and get me, they're gonna kill me or whatever. She's like... Weirdly <laughs> calm. Really chill about it. Yeah. Spike's like, well, now I super gotta go. Um, let me ask you... Jet's still like hard no, even though he's like, you know, team dad. He's just like, oh, tough. So I'm curious, Dakota and Travis, do you think there's like a romantic energy between Spike and Faye at all? I still did at this point, but that changes very soon. Um, mm-hmm. In the in the subtitles, Jet said, or not Jet, Spike says, um, don't worry, I'm not coming to save you. So oh, not wow, very flirtatious at all. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, he doesn't care about her. He's just, he was going to go anyways, so. In the dub, he's like, okay, well, yeah, I guess I'll come take a look. Yeah, he didn't yeah, care Yeah, he basically at all. says I was going to, I was going to go there anyway, so don't take it personally. Oh, okay, that's pretty similar. Which still could be flirtatious, <laughs> it depends on how hard you're reaching there. We, we then get. I mean, but let's be honest. They'd both go get her anyways. They wouldn't just like let her get killed. At this point, I think Spike would, but Jet was still he he was he gave a firm no, which I, that kind of surprised me honestly. Jet just Jet does not like people doing stupid things. Like if it was a job and they got captured on a job that Jet set up, he would definitely be there to save him. I think Jet gets frustrated with all the very bad decisions Spike and Faye make, even though most of the time he like ends up coming through for them anyway. He does. I'm pretty sure though, like if Spike were like, yeah, you're right i'm not coming then jet would be like damn it let's go so we now get this like very extended sequence of spike walking up to the church that they're holding Faye in we get a lot of really good shots of spike and the church like scenery like legitimately this is beautifully animated it it feels and the music too yeah um so rain starts playing and meg if you have it queued up can we listen to like maybe like a minute of rain and just kind of yeah for sure Um, definitely and i was just gonna say that um this church looks a lot like uh notre dame with like the rose window and like the structure of the front of it which i think was on purpose it seems like an important place it's uh well i think we've we've uh prayed to mary and begged for protection and now we're going to go to yeah with a rose window okay let's play rain and i stop remembering days are just like moments so dakota did this song play in the in the japanese version with english words if you want your phone Yes, I, I don't remember actually. I'm pretty sure it was English. Just all the like, the, thank you, Meg. All the like organs and pipes and stuff. Like it sounds almost like a like a choir song. It's like pipes, organs, and then you get hit with this really weird guitar solo, <laughs> like an electric distortion solo. 
towards the end as Spike's like finally making it into the church. But there's just like, yeah, there's just a bunch of shots of like Spike walking in and Vicious looming on like a broken um, pew. Yeah, like being very angsty with his bird. And there are a bunch of like buzzards that look like Vicious's birds circling one tower of the church. Makes me think of Femto from Berserk, but I know nobody I watches that. Means. Dakota, do you know what that means? Uh, I don't know who that is. I know Berserk, but not, let me look it up. So, Rain plays. We got all these good shots. And I have written here, this is one of the best episodes of the show. And I would say that this is definitely the best episode we've seen so far. And Spike and Vicious confront each other in the pews. And Vicious is definitely giving off a let's have a cool one-on-one fight right now vibe. Did you guys feel like he was kind of like acting like they were going to duke it out one-on-one oh yeah he knew spike was coming he was ready for him and they kind of monologue back and forth and talk there's a lot of talk about dreams in this show and vicious talks he says uh when an when an angel is thrown out of heaven he becomes a demon isn't that right spike okay question is this a gibberish conversation or is this foreshadowing because to me it made no sense having not seen any more <laughs> well that's the kind of imagery that vicious uses very much of like this person that had come to grace and then was betrayed and spike uses a lot of imagery he talks about being dead and being in a bad dream he can't wake up from. Kinda. And it's kind of, the two of them are both using like these. They have a metaphor great, off. Yeah, they, they're both using like these like, things over and over again, but they don't really click together in my in my opinion i have done he's mega spike that's accurate um i honestly think this exchange is maybe one of the weaker parts of the episode because the rest of it's really good but i i do honestly agree with you guys um it's either very heavy-handed or maybe total nonsense it's almost like they try to be like too um aloof with it to the point where i feel like it kind of loses impact it could have had if they didn't just say random shit i i agree honestly yeah well because you know gave me the feel Go ahead. Uh, what's his face? Vicious has been preparing for this presumably for a while, and he opened with that line, which is I don't know. He could have been out of the shadows to say that. Yeah, he like mm-hmm. he was practicing it in his head beforehand, and he was like, "This is good. I'm going to." I'm going to get Spike. He's going to be like, "Oh." <laughs> you get the very old timey like cowboy standoff scene. That's kind of what this made me think of. Yeah, like they they both yeah. have like their hand on their pistols. They're about and to they're draw. Sword. And their katana. Trifolded katana. The katana versus the grenade. Mm-hmm. But before they, they start fighting, we do get a couple of voice lines that are actually important and do make sense. And Spike says that to Vicious that he's the man that took him in and made him what he is. one who took Vicious in. So they used to be in love. If you Google it, (laughs) Google Spike slash Vicious. Hold on, guys. I went and send the search results. Might find a lot. Uh, Meg, you go on. on Oh, I know. We will. (laughs) Uh, And Vicious calls Spike a beast who lost his fangs and basically says he has to be put down because of it. Quick draw. And he also says that about... Cody, don't don't put... you guys know a lot of people want Spike and Vicious to kiss each other. Are you are you looking at shit like Bob the? Uh, not it's officer? not that bad. Um, I did I did turn safe search on, so it's all just like snuggling pictures. But there's a lot. It's weird how they make a big pillowcase of this. <laughs> you can get two body pillows, and then it can just be like a sandwich. I thought that when I originally watched this episode, I thought we were gonna like a one on one showdown, but then. Uh, one of Vicious's goons steps out of the shadows with Faye. 
he's like, all right, Spike, drop your gun. Uh, I don't have to kill Faye. Just slow your gun really slow. And Spike just keeps aiming his gun at him. And the guy's like, uh, excuse me, I told you. And Spike just fucking blasts <laughs> this dude away. It is so cool. I'm. So, it's so refreshing to see, like, that not go the way the villain expects. I was, yeah, I know, I totally agree. I love that Spike's just like, I'm going to shoot this guy while he's busy, like, trying to ask me if I'll put my gun down. <laughs> he just shoots him. <laughs> I was totally off guard. I mean, I did not expect him to do that. And that was also the point where I realized, nope, Spike has n- no real affection for Yeah, Faye. Spike shoots him with a with a bullet that says, uh, shut the hell up, and it works, and the guy's dead. <laughs> See, I think that, like, Spike is such a good shot that he was able to get that guy right between the eyes. Oh, that's true. You think it was confidence instead of, I don't really care what happens to Faye. I think he's got a really good eye for shooting guns and stuff. At this point, like, maybe, like, eight or nine guys pop out of nowhere with, like, shotguns and submachine guns. And this is when we find out that Vicious is not the type of guy to have a cool one-on-one fight in a church because he brought all of his goons with him. Very cowardly man. But to be fair, he he's only got a sword. It's his so. fault. <laughs> he just not, he his also choice. has a bird, so Spike doesn't have any birds. <laughs> and we know because of the flashbacks we get in a couple of minutes that he knows how to use guns. He made a conscious so. choice it later after Spike knew him to only use swords. Yep. So I don't really know how to talk about this, but basically it delves into like a three minute scene of Spike fighting all these guys in the church. And I think it's like one of the most well animated cool fight scenes. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, there's like a dude with a shotgun. They're like throwing grenades at each other. At one point, Spike goes like akimbo guns. Also, yeah. at one point, but yeah, Faye's running around and they animate her boobs jiggling a lot. Big time. Yeah, yeah. it was it was intense. Um even in a I super Spike, intense, I think Spike is breathing really heavily in one scene, which kind of changes the tone too, because normally he is so aloof, and now he seems like a little panicked, a little more focused than normal. And we've also like watched him like give chase through a city and like outrun a literal dog, and you know not be out of breath. So oh, Spike yeah, calls Spike, jet. Yeah, Faye runs out of the Faye. the, Faye calls the jet. church. Um, some unfortunate animation decisions happen. She calls Jet. And Jet just goes, she's like, oh, thank God, Jet, Spike. And he just says, tough. And he hangs up his little walkie-talkie. Also, he he accidentally clips his bonsai tree too much. He ruins it. I feel so bad for him. I imagine there are a lot of work to take care of. They, oh my God, that's my mom's new hobby. Yeah, they are. Then Jet just kind of sits there for a second. And then he goes like, damn it. And he runs out because Jet is going to go save Spike. Which is good because meanwhile... Spike is in a uh, stairwell, and one of these goons actually clips him in the side. Okay, yeah. My next question was, did he? Get I don't think shot he got here? clipped. I think he got Definitely. straight on, like shot through the gut. He got full on. Yeah, I, I noticed him like holding his side, but I didn't see any blood. Oh, or there's a yeah. Oh, there's a big like blood squirt when it happens. Yeah, Spike gets covered. In okay, gut. maybe I think he gets full on gut shot, like while he's having this wow. shootout. That's fair. Like I think there's like a hole in him. Okay, at this point, I couldn't tell. Could did you? Did you think he got, like, just grazed? Because I, I thought he got, like... No, he definitely got no, shot. No, yeah, I, in my notes I have, oh, shit, Spike got hit. Yeah, and we see him... So, that's what I said. I said that out loud <laughs> as well. Oh. He, like, falls up against the wall, and we kind of see him, like, in pain. Okay, hold on. Can we can we just, like, Can we acknowledge stop and this? 
Can we? No. Dakota's Nick Cook for Dakota Cinnamon. This is not my first time. I am crying. I've been doing it all this uh, January. This is this is the first time I've heard you curse when you weren't behind the wheel. I'm crying because I got uh, That's probably true. This is big for me. Honestly, I, it's like it's like when your mom says the f word for the first time in front of you. I feel so conflicted. Like, do I keep going or? No, that's how I'm, I feel right now. Yeah. I'm. I have to go lay down after this. No, you, you do whatever you want. Listen, I'm a grown up now. I'm gonna I'm curse. Gonna say big cuss words like piss <laughs> little, and ass. Like little spice, little uh, sentence enhancers. So yeah, mm. Spike gets shot. Keeps keeps going and gets to a really cool glass window it's amazing yeah it's super well drawn yes also is a rose which we there's a lot of rose imagery in this show we keep seeing the rose laying on the ground and i don't know what that means yet but i'm I'm sure we'll get to that at some point but every time i see i'm like oh i know this is important it's in the end credits we see it all the time just lunges out of the shadows while spikes admiring this glass work like a coward with his sword and uh knocks spike's gun out of his hand and we get like a little brief scene of spike dodging sword swings he gets him he yeah. grazes his cheek and spike a falls bit. to the ground and we get this really cool shot of uh vicious is about to stab him and jet like pulls out his gun and, and or i'm sorry spike pulls out his gun and just like shoves it forward and they're kind of like at standstill with spike on the ground with his yeah. gun and vicious just about to kiss yeah, it's close enough to maybe go like <laughs> like put just a little kiss right there yeah a little i think they think they both have their weapons on each other's hearts. They have so. each other's hearts. According oh to this Google image search. <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't even really met her yet. But I don't know who that is. They they have an exchange where, again, the dialogue's maybe not the best, where Vicious is thinking about Spike ha- still having the blood of a monster inside him. And Spike says, uh... I bled all that blood away a long time ago, which is not the best line. And Vicious says, then why are you still alive? And then Vicious stabs Spike and Spike shoots Vicious in the arm. Mm -hmm. And Vicious... Shoulder. Yeah, they both get each other in the shoulder. And Vicious picks up Spike. Okay, I say this all the time and it's not right, but this time I'm pretty sure I'm right. He picks up Spike with one hand by the face and throws him out the window. I think this time someone really did pick Spike up with one hand and throw him. Yeah, I think he picks him up by like his collar. But I was so I was so shocked at this cool part. Popped Do you think Spike was like dead? I was so shocked that I couldn't pay attention. Yeah, I was like scared because it's like a tall church. Yeah, he throws Spike out the window and you're like, oh shit, Spike super lost. But uh, we get this great shot, a grenade falling behind Vicious and Vicious has an amazing oh shit look on yeah. his face. <laughs> it's just wide eyed terror. Ah, like, oh, beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so spike has been stabbed and as he's being thrown through a window yeah he pulls the pin and like like alley-oops a grenade over it, yeah and we just see spike slow-mo falling from this really high church window and we just see a huge explosion and, and then it gets really yeah. really dense yeah because spike starts hallucinating. so we get a bunch of flashbacks set to a song called green bird oh so those are yes. flashbacks okay Okay. So, Meg, can you give us a little, just a little taste of Green Bird? I'll try not to talk through it. Just like 30 seconds. Yeah. Spike's falling to the song and we just start getting like 
a bunch of flashbacks of a past So life. many flashbacks that I don't understand at all. Honestly, until mm. I watched it the third time and was like, I'm going to explicitly pay attention during every flashback scene. I didn't really fully understand what they were supposed to be conveying. So my, my interpretation of this is that he's falling and this is his life flashing before he, his eyes because he's going to die. Oh yeah, Spike definitely uh, is like, well, I'm dying now. As he's falling from this window, he actually gets like a very um. It's like a somber yes, look on in his face. That, oh, I'm sorry, Michael. Yes, Peaceful. he looks. Uh, he just has a look on his face that we never see from him like peaceful in a way he almost never is because he usually has a very aloof or like hard look to his face and he looks uh very contemplative and like almost like a gentle face for the first time the way they've drawn like his eyes are really big and shiny as he's falling which i think dakota you might have said something earlier in like the first episode maybe or the second episode that you got the sometimes you felt like you got the impression spike almost wanted to die yeah just the way that he acts and approaches like risky situations and stuff he's very blase about it like he he doesn't care about the outcome um like very depressed almost like he's like a shadow walking through life oh my god that sounded so no this is the cheesy, episode where you know what just I mean. showed up so you're allowed to talk like that i guess so yeah. i was gonna say you guys have been infected <laughs> this scene kind of uh reinforce or the opposite of that for you that spike doesn't seem like he has a lot of regard for his own life uh i feel like this would have been the time for him to like pull out all the stops like his last uh his last hurrah kind of would be to I guess kill vicious, um, but he failed, so I'm not really sure. And like, it kind of puts context, or it puts context around why he like trains so hard. Like he, like he does karate all the time and or kung fu. And I was like, why is he doing that if he's depressed? And I guess he was doing it for an encounter like this with someone um, who's actually so is that, equal. Yeah, it makes you think like his sole purpose for living is to kill vicious. Yeah, and then but then he. I guess when he was falling, he was like, oh, well, I failed, but at least I can die now. I feel like he thought he, he got him because he does hit him with a grenade. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And then you see the massive explosion yeah. through the window. And yeah. at that point, you're like, he's I, dead. This is he's not. I'll happening. say honestly, when I first watched this, I was like, huh, because we've never gotten a reoccurring villain before. And I was like, well, I guess Spike just killed that guy. I guess you guys having what, like known enough about the show, you know, Vicious is a reoccurring character. Um, also, we've talked about him filling up. I just assumed because of how cool he is. <laughs> uh, so, Meg, do you want to walk <laughs> us through some of the flashbacks? Or do you, or I can. I also oh, man. I, I was going to say, I didn't write them down in order, and I don't want to. Um, if anybody actually has notes, I'd love to hear Dakota and Travis talk about it because I don't want sure. to. Okay, out of order, I have I have one or two scenes that really kind of stood out to me. There's uh, There's one scene with a bed and that's the I, one i saw too who's in it I, I believe it was vicious and the woman that you see in the very you last flashback scene yes. am i right and that's mm -hmm. spike's mom right <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding I, I know it's spike's girlfriend and that's why he wants to kill vicious no, I, don't to, uh... <laughs> I had you there for a second it's a new canon <laughs> get away from my mommy vicious. you're not my real dad <laughs> I think that's what Vicious is saying to Spike, though, because I think Spike was his mentor. So he's like, you're not my real dad. We see Vicious in bed with a blonde woman. And it's the same blonde woman that uh, Spike passes out in front of her house and she nurses him back to health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my question is, 
Well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, my question is, was was the... Hold on, let me think. Was she nursing him back to health after the, the bed scene, or was it his first encounter with her? So, um, basically, what the scene sets up, um, and I can only speak to this after having seen the show. Like, this is my fourth time watching it. Um, uh, basically, we get, we see scenes of, like, Spike and Vicious, like, working together, like, doing uh, syndicate shit. And also scenes. And Vicious uses yeah, a gun like a, a normal weed. person. And Vicious, uh, we also get a shot that basically shows that Vicious and Julia, which that's her name. I spoiled it are like obviously together in some way because they share a bed but also Spike has a lot of flashbacks of Julia and he also passes out in front of her house and she nurses him back to health and is barely strongly implied that Spike falls in love with Vicious's um I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife it was kind of hard to tell too if this scene where she's nursing him back to health did that did this happen possibly after he fell out of this church window like is this present day I, I had that no. thought too as well but no, he's he's twice. Yeah, so the um do you guys remember in the very first episode Asteroid Blues the montage that we got before the credits rolled and you wondered if it was a flashback or possibly foreshadowing? Yeah. This confirms that that happened in the past. So he hides the gun in the roses, gets destroyed and then passes out on the sidewalk and she finds him. We get we hear humming and it's still a flashback and it's Julia humming while she is near Spike's bedside. And he says, uh, just like that, sing for me, uh, please. And it's one of the more like emotional, just like the delivery of it, I think is really good because Spike does always sound so bored or aloof or like he's just having fun. But he actually sounds like really sad when he says it, I feel like, or like maybe just emotional because he's falling in love with this woman or maybe is already in love with her and it fades in and we realize that he's also hearing the same song being hummed by Faye who is now at his bedside instead of Julia in present day and Spike is on the couch back on the bebop covered head to toe in bandages like a mummy. She reveals that uh, he's been asleep for three days and that she had almost given up on him but that she's been there the whole time. And Spike like taps at his mouth because he's like come closer i have to tell you something uh and she leans in and spike says uh you sing off key (laughs) 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 because spike's an asshole i love that that was that was the best uh and she hits him with a pillow and we just cut he screams because all his bones are exploded because he fell like 300 stories and also got shot in the stomach Mm -hmm. i don't really know how he's still alive and stabbed and stabbed Uh, and uh she hits him with a pillow and jet comes in there he's like oh you goofballs and, like, honestly, after how intense the, like, past 15 minutes of this episode were, this, like, last 30 mm. seconds is a very jarring tonal shift. Because <laughs> the music... I thought it was nice. I needed I needed the levity. Like, the... Because it was intense. Yeah, you need to come back from that, because it, it, it hits you with a very dense, I guess, three or four yeah, minutes. Yeah, it, it's intense. Yeah, it lets you exhale. And then we get a... Exhale. I, I honestly figured there would be, like, a, a unique end card for this, because we do get those every once in a while. Which just says, uh, see you space cowboy. And as the end of episode five, Battle of Fallen Angels, let's let's go reverse order from what we typically do. Um, Dakota, how did you feel about this episode overall? Uh man, it was extremely heavy. It it felt like a finale, which is crazy because it's only the fifth episode. Um and I was thinking about how episodes two, three, and four seem like filler in comparison. But if you had played this episode right after the first episode, it wouldn't have felt as, um, there wouldn't have been as much weight to it. 
So, I mean, it's good that it came fifth, but um, the fact that episodes like, episodes like this exist at all makes – I feel like it's going to be hard to watch um, other, like, you know, more boring episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's a plot-heavy episode, and we honestly only – maybe the pilot, this one, and there's two two-parters, so maybe six episodes out the 26-part run. Or like advance the plot. Most of them are fleshing out the backstories of the characters, which is which is also good. Yeah, but no, I know what you mean. It's it's like so surprising when you get an episode that actually advances the plot forward because it's not serialized for the most part. Um, Travis, how did you feel about Battle of the Fallen Angels? Well, this episode gave us Vicious. So yeah, which big is overall <laughs> my favorite character so far. I, I like him because he's corny and cheesy and all the. The wonderful things that a good anime antagonist should have, but no, I think I'm I'm ready for the next plot sequence in this. Uh, I guess I'll have to wait it out if there's only going to be what you said four more episodes of it. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be very similar, like the, I guess the next plot sequence. Yeah. To this. Yeah, I, I I could be wrong. I'm just that's just off the top of my head, but I think there's at least four or five more episodes that are like super plot heavy like this. But I, I'm glad you guys liked it. I was it was for me. It was honestly sort of a thing of like if we can just get you two to this episode, I think you'll be hooked on it. Because I feel like it's the first one that really differentiates itself and makes Cowboy Bebop feel like a, a an anime that which I probably watched less anime than anyone else here, but uh, feel different from like standard anime. Just the realness of the gunfight and like the tone and the music so meg how did how did you feel about it well i was gonna say about uh getting dakota and travis to this app we also knew that they would just think vicious oh, I, knew was cool. like <laughs> I, I love like, him i love silly bad guys and he i mean he is a 10 out of 10 silly bad guy he looks like a devil may cry character oh yep you, you know my type <laughs> i love Ballad of Fallen Angels. It is so just painstakingly, lovingly crafted with all these gorgeous details. And again, that like very cowboy bebop thing where they spend so much time like layering in these tiny little nuggets. And if you don't catch them, like that's on you. Like honestly, realizing that Vicious was the one in the bed for some reason, I had never like really paid attention to that. And it it makes everything just way different i'm so excited to talk about the rest of it obviously i thought it was okay it was fine pretty decent episode <laughs> i don't believe it's okay no i i've already yes. stated my case on why i think it's one of the better ones i think it is the third best if you count the two parters as a uh, single single episodes so next time we will be watching sympathy for the devil and heavy metal queen i like one of those a lot and the other one i don't remember <laughs> i'll see how i feel about it now is as always uh if anyone wants to email us we have an email set up at my own worst anime at gmail.com and i believe we now also have an instagram and a, and a twitter meg is that correct yeah so we're on instagram and twitter under m-o-w-a podcast so our um, little and acronym by the time this goes up, I don't know what you're listening to this on right now, but hopefully by the time this episode goes up, we will be available on Stitcher, iTunes, Google, Google Music, uh, SoundCloud, if anyone actually still uses SoundCloud, pretty much all, all the big places. Uh, yes, Spotify as well. So if you're listening to this one, you have a decent little backlog because we have two other episodes before this. And I know we're like super sick of hearing everybody say it because we do at the end of every podcast. But if you could please leave us a review, that helps more yes, than you please. Um, please leave a review 
unless it's mean. Actually, still leave a review, but maybe explain why you hate our podcast so you can change it. I'm not going to read the meme ones. Yeah, Dakota will cry, um, just like I did when you said I'm going to sort it. I'm going to sort it by best review. <laughs> the- I'll read them out, and I'll tell you why you're wrong <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Perfect. Let's we'll go. You out Let's go, you listeners. That we don't like. But yeah, for real, um, subscribing and leaving reviews help us a ton. It could push us to like featured in iTunes, like particular categories or uh, being recommended to people. Yeah, we all know how bad the how bad the search is on iTunes. So this is kind of like iTunes, unfortunately, has no keyword search and is also um, makes up about 65% of how people get their podcasts. So reviews and subscriptions help us a ton. And that's it for me. Uh, Meg, do you want to play us out? Yeah, absolutely. See you later, Space Cowboy. I don't have any like funny, funny goofs for this. I always, I said see you later. I know it's see you, Space Cowboy, but it always feels a little awkward to me, so. Um, okay.